Welcome to episode 254 of Live Happy Now. I'm your host, Paula Phelps, and I'm so grateful to have you with us again this week. As we navigate this rather unprecedented time together, we have a lot to deal with. And for those of us who are in close quarters during this self-quarantine, that can lead to conflict. So who better to talk to this week than Chris Marie Campbell and Susan Clark, who are therapists and co-authors of the book, The Beauty of Conflict for Couples. This week, they're here to talk to us about how to survive your self-quarantine with your relationships intact, and they even give us tips on making this a positive, productive time. Susan and Chris Marie, welcome back to Live Happy Now. We are excited to be here. This is Chris Marie. And this is Susan. Well, once this little pandemic thing kicked in, I knew that we had to talk to you because most of us are now under self-quarantine. We're staying at home more than we ever knew that we could. And y'all are handling it very well. (laughs) And so I wanted to start by asking you, what do you think is the most difficult thing for people who are self-quarantined right now? It's not even self-quarantined anymore. It's just, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's mandated quarantine yeah. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it is very different if you haven't worked from home or been with your spouse and possibly kids and animals, however big your family is for 24-7, how to negotiate those boundaries and feel like you can take care of yourself while also managing all these interactions. And also because there is such uncertainty about how long is this going to last? What's actually happening? What are we going to do? You know, there's so many questions of uncertainty. And most of us, not everyone has, but most people have had some form of status quo. And suddenly that has been ruptured and cracked. And if you're not comfortable with uncertainty, which not very many of us are, <laughs> uh, I'm sure that is also leading to a lot of panic. Yeah. You know, and we want to go back. When's it going to go back to normal? I kept saying that. I just wanted to go back to the way it was. This is Chris Marie. What I recognize is the things I was worried about before the pandemic or self-quarantining are just louder now. I was worried about money. I'm worried more about money. Or, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's like the same thoughts are occurring. They're just louder mm-hmm. because it's like, all the water's been drained out of the pool and you can see all those rocky things at the bottom. (laughs) That's a great way of putting it is that everything is louder because we had a self-ease going on in our lives. So even though I work from home and so in a lot of ways, my life isn't very different, but yet it is. Yes. Yes. And that's kind of hard to explain. So my heart really goes out to people who haven't been in this situation of my routine is already in place day to day and they're kind of trying to navigate this whole new world. Yeah. And I mean, you bring up a good point, Paula, like learning to actually create a routine is very grounding and settling in this time of uncertainty. So you're right, we've worked from home, but many people haven't. So little things like get up and take a shower and get dressed. It's so easy to stay in your sweats, but if you actually do make yourself look presentable, that helps change the energy of the day. Creating a schedule, not getting sucked into social media all day long, but finding maybe time in the morning and time in the afternoon. There's some simple things. Plan your meals and stop and have your meals at the table. I noticed she didn't mention my favorite, which is make time to play. Do something that is so so often gets forgotten in normal life anyway. But right now it's really critical to, especially if you have your kids at home and they need it, you need it too. Play may be different because you're inside the house, but maybe it's doing a puzzle or drawing or writing poetry, doing things that maybe you haven't done before, but you have all this time in your house, you know, looking at some creative activities to do. So is that something that you should schedule in? 
Well, I think you don't actually schedule it in. I can definitely fill it with mindless activity, like just watching TV or Netflix or, or getting on Facebook again versus, you know, we call it around here and we did this before, but now we, it's even more important is what we call our dance break. So, and we alternate <laughs> who gets to pick the tune to get away from the desk and, you know, move, do something. Yeah. And it's a fun thing to do with families and kids because the music changes the whole energy. Yeah. Gets you up and moving. And I mean, it's so seductive to stay behind your computer and it's really not very helpful nor connecting. And in this time also making time with your, if it's just you, your spouse, or if it's even you alone, but finding time to connect and talk about how you're feeling because too often we bottle all that up, but it winds up not serving us very well. So if you have to make a Skype call or a Zoom call to talk about how you're feeling or around the family, just each person taking two or three minutes to talk about how you're doing today, like what's coming up, because it's a roller coaster ride. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when there is a lot of fear, how do you then balance that? I know Susan is, she should be our play expert because (laughs) (laughs) so how do we do that when there is like a lot of panic, a lot of fear, there's so much uncertainty right now. How can you add some play and humor to that to just release some of it? Well, a couple things that come to mind. The first thing is, you know, fear is optional. The circumstances aren't. We can't change that this is here, but we do have a choice with fear. And so I do think the first thing is, you know, take a breath, remembering like those are simple things. I'm not suggesting you do a whole meditation, whole mindfulness thing. Just take like three deep breaths. And then it actually does become a little easier to figure out what you could do next and what play would look like. And if your kids are around, children generally know how to play. They do. And they will help you, especially if you say, it's been a long time, this is not my specialty. You know, For me, it's our dogs. Because they're kind of looking at us like, really? nothing has changed. Like, what is the big deal here? You know, and I am humored by their, you know, how dogs do that, turn their head to the The side, you know, (laughs) know? and I do notice they're doing that more. And I think because they're like looking like, what is the big deal? Life is still exactly the way we smell things, we we eat food, we're okay. We move our bodies. And um, that has been really helpful for me to remember, you know, even if I can't walk, even if I don't have a pet, I could go to a dog video. I mean, something that reminds me that in the world around me, spring is still coming. The world is not ending the way we think it is, but in our human world, it can seem like it is. And you know, a simple way, this is Chris Marie, a simple way, especially because some people can't even leave their homes, like to take a walk, which Mm -hmm. we still can, which I so appreciate. But if you can't, still connecting with your senses. So, you know, our primal brain fires and everything's scary because Basically, our brain's pumping out thoughts all the time, and 80% of them are negative, which you know helped us survive a long time ago, but it's kind of an overdone strength right now. <laughs> so if you can actually connect more into your body by dancing or lighting a candle or putting on essential oils like smells or look out the window at the sunset or sunrise, listen to inspirational music, move your body, those are all things that help us connect out of our brain into our body and are very grounding. That's excellent. And, you know, I know, again, from working from home already, a lot of these things were practices I had. We had a set time when it's like, oh, it's time to take Josie for a walk. And that happened mm-hmm. like four or five times a day. And to, be able to have that routine in place is everything. Yes, it is. Yes. We have the same thing, the dog walk in the morning and the dog walk in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that it is because it's like that reminds me that it's a habit and it reminds me life goes on. 
Right. You know, there's a different world out there. So now we have to deal with our own feelings and what's going on with us. But many of us being contained in close quarters with family or a spouse, and that can be a challenge. And I'm hearing that some children may not survive this and some husbands may not either. (laughs) So in an effort to save lives here, how can we make this a positive experience? And what are your tips for, oh my God, not killing each other during this time? (laughs) That's such a good question, Paul. We talk about this a lot with couples in general, and especially right now, is taking the time at some point in the day and you could do this in the morning or in the evening, like a five five five, which in our world is where one person gets to talk for five minutes about what's been working today and what hasn't been, and then the other person is just listening, and then switch it. And then after each person has had that time, then do the extra five. And you can add kids into this. Each person could do a two, two, two. But I think as a couple at home, you probably really need to do this and make it be about the day or what worked and what didn't today, something like that. And Susan and I, you know, we coach couples, we coach individuals, but we're still trapped in the same house. And (laughs) and, uh, like you, Paula, (laughs) we were used to being at home, but we could always leave before. (laughs) And so we had a time where I think it was last week, I was like, oh my God, like I want my own time. And so I said, you stay downstairs. I'm going to be upstairs. I just want to have uninterrupted time. So that was me asking for what I wanted and taking the space because if I don't get enough alone time, I get to be a very cranky gal and it's not fun for anybody. And so and I'm, finding I'm right ways maybe with you on that one. So <laughs> yeah. And, and if you have a really crowded house, maybe it's like, I'm going to take a bath and you cannot come in the door, you know, unless the house is burning down. Yeah. Well, <laughs> finding a place to retreat. Yeah, because about four days into it, when I said, I'm going to go do some yoga now, and my partner said, I'll come with you, I realized (laughs) that no came out a lot more forcefully (laughs) than I had intended it. I know, because it can be like, well, I just want to hang out with you, you know, I don't know what to do. And it's like, no, no, you find something else to do, (laughs) then we'll come back together. I think it's important, you know, we're so worried about hurting our other person's feelings until we're not, and then we bite their head off. (laughs) But I think it is important to (laughs) to talk about what are we going to do together and what can we do separately because I need my own space. And what about children? Because children aren't too. good at giving space anyway. I mean, moms don't go to the bathroom alone for what, the first eight years. <laughs> so how do you navigate that? Well, children can learn to get better at things like that. Like little things like when I used to work with a group of ADH kids, I apparently had a really good track record of working with these kids. And people would always say, how does that work? And I would be like, well, For me, what I did really early on was we would work literally with string on the ground and I'd draw, like each child would have a piece of string. I'd give yourself as much room as you want with the string. They create a circle They create a circle. And I'd say, okay, this is your home base. Every once in a while, if I blow the whistle, you go to your home base. You cannot come out of it, you know? And we would do pretty wild things would start to happen as this group was going on, various things. And whenever I'd blow the whistle, they would learn to come back to their space. You know, I really got, they just needed to know and they looked and it'd be like, okay, so now everyone has their space. You can do whatever you want in that space, but that's it. You can't come out of that. And so I think now more than ever, parents have to be creative about helping their children understand, here's how we can start to learn this. And I found it works. That's excellent. But that makes excellent way to do it. 
The same thing can happen if they're upset because they may be really angry that they can't go outside and play, you know, like they're not going to understand all of this. So giving them ways to even, you can have your temper tantrum inside of there and hear the rules. You can't hurt yourself. You can't do this. And you have a minute of time. Do it as loud and as fully as you want. And children love doing that. And we actually coach couples to do that with each other too, because this can be something And I was going along fine. And then I had a conversation with my sister and for whatever reason, it rubbed me the wrong way. And I didn't recognize it. I was cranky. I knew it. (laughs) Susan. (laughs) Didn't slip past Susan. (laughs) But she gave me, so she did notice it and she goes, okay, I don't know what's going on, but you have two minutes, vent about what's going on because this is hard to live with. And I did, we talk about this in the beauty of conflict for couples, it's Vesuvius, which is what Susan's explaining, like, oh my gosh, and I was venting. And you know, once I let that energy out, my whole system shifted. And I was like, oh, and I didn't know I was kind of trying to mm, hold this energy I had with my sister and still try to be okay and making myself wrong because I was upset and didn't really know why, you know, all that was going on and just moving the energy is so helpful. That's really good. And with people who are trying to work from home, trying to manage their kids, and they've got a spouse or significant other there as well, it can seem like there is just way too much going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. So especially in that, like, how do you manage each of those areas? Well, I think it's actually being more conscious, like talking about the different spaces, talking about the different times. So scheduling and boundarying, like Susan's talking about, like you can be in your space and do what you want. And then I'm going to be over here in my space. And also recognizing that if you are both now working from home, working to not make one person's job more important than somebody else's job or taking care of the kids, suddenly all these jobs are happening at the same time. So you really do have to talk about them and figure out how can we manage this and what would an interruption look like? And I think for people, we tell business leaders, you know, right now, you're probably not going to be as productive as you think you're going to be and be aware of that and build that in as part of the expectation. I was coaching a woman who has a podcast and she was interviewing somebody and she had four kids and her husband was at home. All this was new this that week. And she's like, oh my God, the kids were coming in and asking me questions. Oh, well, I'm trying to interview this person. And I kept thinking, why is my husband not taking care of these kids? You know. And she said, this is her podcast, which is free. And she was making it more important than his job. He's a lawyer and whatever. And of course, we all think what we're doing is most important. So I coached her to have that conversation with her husband and and then set the expectations and the ground rules and recognize we're learning. So there's going to be mistakes and having some compassion and recognizing. That's why Susan was saying like the 555 or a debrief, what worked today for me was this, what didn't work for me and what I want to do differently or what I want us to do differently tomorrow. And recognize that debriefing process is a self-learning process of how are we co-creating this time in our space. And this seems like something that we can use to create new habits as couples, as a family, really enhance our communication. Like once this ends... We don't just have to flee the space and be like, thank God, I hope that never happens again. (laughs) But we could actually have new skills come out of it. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I do think, you know, we were in some form of status quo before, most of us. I talk about thinking of change. It was like a big foreign element dropped in and we are now in the chaos part of it. But we have the opportunity. I don't know that we really want to go back to the old status quo, like you said. And so we can get to a very different place if we actually 
practice, utilize, and keep working and recognize this is this is a way to learn some new habits, which might be really helpful. I mean, the learning that can come out of this and actually the amount of connection that you could create as a family in a healthy way. And even recognizing if you thought your husband was annoying before, I'm sure you think he's more (laughs) annoying now. (laughs) But you know, what is going on inside of you? Because often when I think Susan is annoying, I'm not taking care of myself. I'm not asking for what I want. I'm not taking the space or doing the self-care that I need. And so, you know, I really coach women to Take responsibility for what is it that you need. Speak up and ask for it. And also that whole debriefing. And it's not all about your husband, even though it seems like it is. <laughs> or your what kids. about teenagers? Because that's a whole different kind of... Teenagers usually want their space. And so letting them take their space and still checking in with them. Hopefully they have their own rooms at that point. But making sure if I had a teenager, I'd be probably worried about what they were doing online inside that room. So I just probably want to know what they were engaging their time with. Okay. That would be my thoughts. That's good. And trying to work through, because you might judge it, you might be really harsh. And if there's any way, so to kind of step back and the same thing we tell a couple, you know, why is that so important to you to be doing that? Maybe a show I don't like, but find to get more information about why they like it, why they don't, instead of just going to it's wrong, it's wrong, mm-hmm. you know, and that probably is even more important. Teenagers aren't going to believe you if you're like, I'm really interested, you know, um, <laughs> but you know, you might be saying to them, I am fighting everything in me that says this is like the dumbest thing you could possibly be doing, but help me get there. You know, like, so be real in it, but it's a time to also be curious. Like, wow, okay, um, I know this is not what I'd want to be doing with my time, and, but you are. Now I'm curious what, yeah. what is the benefit for you? <laughs> if a relationship already has issues, I know that this can really magnify. In fact, I know a couple of people who their biggest concern was not the coronavirus. It was being quarantined with their significant other because they have some things that they have not worked through. So if that's going on, what kind of advice do you have for us? It depends on the severity. If somebody is with their partner and they're really feeling actually physically threatened or sexually threatened, that's a whole nother, we wouldn't suggest you try to work that out while you're trapped in the house with that person. If it is a serious situation like that, what we have recognized is that If you're actually feeling threatened and you can't get on the phone because your partner's there all the time, there are actually those domestic violence services are being offered online, like on Facebook or different pages like that. So you can chat with somebody as opposed to getting on the phone if you're having a hard time. Because I do think anybody who's struggling, if you can find services, if you can get on the phone or if you can get online so that you can talk about how you're feeling and get some support, that's important. Okay, great. Yeah, maybe we'll look for some resources that we can include on the landing page. Yeah. 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 That'd be great. Because I think that is probably the most critical thing right now is worrying about people who may be at risk and how to make sure there's a path for them Mm -hmm. to stay safe. Absolutely. And if it's not in that category, but you're just struggling, if you can try something like, hey, let's just try to find a way to debrief our day. That's where we suggest something like a 555. You're not trying to solve a problem. You're just talking about what you're feeling and then listening to the other person and then dialoguing. That's kind of a tool you can use in a steady state process 
if you're struggling, but not in a threatened way, but more in a just, this is hard for me way. (laughs) Well, and I know right now I am doing more like online coaching with couples because they are in a much more stressful Stressful. state. There are some good resources. Like I know we've covered some things in our podcast about how you might be able to have better dialogue, things like that. This is the time to read books. And so there's some good books and resources if you're willing, either just yourself to begin to explore how could I do this relationship differently. That'll actually help if you can do some things like that. Yeah. And we do want to make ourselves available because we do do couples coaching virtually via Zoom and that's supportive. And our podcast, The Beauty of Conflict, has like how to check out your story, how to set boundaries, how to do a five, five, five. And they're short little episodes, like five minute little blips that I think will help people in this time of stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing that you're doing that I really love are your <laughs> daily show. It's yes. Like, it's comedy. It's useful. It's like, <laughs> tell us about this. I really want our listeners to know about this because I think it's going to help a lot of people get through this and enjoy it a lot more. <laughs> well, when we were trapped, we got the news that we had to be, you know, self-quarantined. We thought, gosh, what can we do to support people? Because here we are, both coaches, we coach individuals and couples and business leaders. And we thought, you know, we'll just jump on Facebook and do a live and give a little tidbit. Or we've read poems, we've given tools, we've talked about we've our- had a fight. Yes, we've had yes. Our, own st- <laughs> our own struggles. <laughs> and it's usually about 10 minutes, something like that, maybe 15. It happens at 10 o'clock mountain, nine Pacific. And it's usually on my feed, which is Chris Marie Campbell. And there's no H in that. C-R-I-S-M-A-R-I-E, Campbell, like the soup, C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L. Yeah, we see people come on. It's fun to see people. And it's our way of giving back and staying connected. So it has a lot of purpose and meaning for us. We're using the skills that we use to coach people and sharing that. And we also do a LinkedIn version that's on my LinkedIn as well, which is a little bit more buttoned up, but it still is a little tidbit. Do you do do that one in your pajamas sometimes? (laughs) Or the funny part about it, I don't know. So we do that on QuickTime and then we load it up. We did like 20 takes. I was like, <laughs> you have got to be kidding me. We, you know, the Facebook Live is always live. So if we make a mistake, we have it's to live just with there. it. But we do better with that. I think we come across more just who we are. If you like us, great. If not, oh well. <laughs> and we had a fight yesterday because we were out too late taking our walk. And I'm like, I got to get ready. You know, I've got to get back. So it creates a lot of energy in our relationship and our <laughs> <Yes>. business. <laughs> But we'd love to have anybody join us. Yes. Yeah, it is something I highly recommend. And again, we'll give a link to that because it's a great way to start the day. (laughs) Good. And we had somebody call us the morning show. Yeah, they (laughs) coined the term. Oh, you're the new morning show. So now we're calling it the morning show. (laughs) Oh, and tell what happens if you have a birthday that day. Oh, yeah. I've had a lot of my family have birthdays. So, you know, you're supposed to wash your hands for 20 seconds. So I have decided that every whoever's birthday it is that I know, I do it. I sing happy birthday to them whenever I'm washing my hands. And they twice. do that twice. And so <laughs> I invited people online. If there's somebody you know, send me their name. I'm happy to use them for my day. And <laughs> I suggest you do the same because it's like sending a little dose of energy to somebody. And it helps you to remember to wash your hands long enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, Susan and Chris Marie, I'm really glad you came on. We have so much going on in the world right now, and you're exactly the breath of fresh air that we need to inhale right now. And, oh, that's <laughs> And so we're going to tell people how they can find The Morning Show, how they can <laughs> find more about you, and give them some of your tips for making it through this crazy time. That sounds great. 
Thank you, Paula. You're a delight. Yes. All right. Have a wonderful day. That was Chris Marie Campbell and Susan Clark, authors of the book, The Beauty of Conflict for Couples, talking to us about how we can make the most of our time and our relationships during self-quarantine. If you'd like to learn more about Susan and Chris Marie, listen to their podcast, watch their morning show, or use some of the resource we talked about today, visit us at livehappynow.com and follow the links. We hope you're already a subscriber to Live Happy Now, but if you're not, you can find us on the Pandora Podcast Network, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Just look for us on your favorite platform and hit subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. That is all we have time for today. We'll meet you back here again next week for an all-new episode. And until then, this is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one. Happy one.